entrepreneurship and being a mother I can't imagine how you do it I don't have any kids and I feel like sometimes I don't have enough hours in a day so I can't imagine how you're able to manage all that so I did want to bring you on today because I want to make this show about the voices of different women and I feel like you would bring a different voice because you are again like a mother like we right. spoke you I feel like you were mother to me and Melanie, which is a oh, younger sister. Sweet. So you'll have like a different opinion and, you know, you see things in a different perspective right. than a right. 25, well, single. 26. Right. But single. Well, kind of single. Right. But like no kids. Yeah. Like not married or living with anyone or. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so we're going to get into some bangs tonight, honey. Ooh, okay. That's exciting. Into some things. So first thing I wanted to talk about is we do have, oh, let's start. Okay. So me being a single woman, kind of, <laughs> I do have a man in my life, right? So I went to the club this weekend with one of my very single, fun friends. And, you know, I love to dance. She loves to dance. So we were having a great time. And, of course, men see that. And they like to come up to you. And they're right. like, hey, like, why are you dancing by yourself? You know, all of that. Right. And, you know, my constant answer has, like, I got a whole man at home. Listen. Yes. Right. <laughs> I have a whole man at home. And I'm faithful. And they, they're just looking at me like they're baffled, like... Yeah, at your response. Right. Like, okay. And, like, we can't dance? I'm like, yeah. no, because I respect that. Like, to me, that's just a boundary that we both established we would right. have crossed. Yeah. And I had this guy who was, like, literally following me around. Oh, that's <laughs> kind of creepy. It's kind of weird. And, you know, I said, I said, no, no, I have a man. And he's like, let's dance with our pinkies. I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> what? I said, no means no. <laughs> yes. Like, it was crazy. And, but the thing that really, like, got to me was the look in their face when I would say this. It was just, like, something they've never heard before. Right. So I started to think, like, is monogamy or, like, faithfulness, is it, like, something that's now an old tradition like mm, I see what you're saying. is there a new norm 
in today's day of how, you know, how fast we're able to communicate with people yeah. and how open-minded people are today. Yeah. Do you feel like, I mean, I know you're married, so to you it might be seem a little different, but do you feel like you see loyalty and faithfulness like less and less as time progresses? I think it depends on each person. And I think it also depends on the kind of relationship you have. But I do... The kids are coming. Hold up. We took a little break. Because... <laughs> the life of a mother. <laughs> and we're back. Sorry for the little break. We stopped at me asking you, do you feel like loyalty or faithfulness is a thing of the past? Yeah. I don't I don't think necessarily it's a thing of the past. I think now with so many people coming open into having different relationships, um, different kinds of relationship, where it's a heterosexual relationship or a homosexual relationship, it opened so many things. You know, I think people feel more comfortable mm -hmm. uh, being up front with someone about how what kind of relationship they want to have. And people are just trying new things. And, you know, that's... You know, millennials are kind of changing the way things have always been. But I think you, even though they might be open to having non-monogamous relationship, I think they still want somebody, you know, that's loving and thoughtful and that care for them and, yeah. you know, they can care for each other. But I still believe that you do have those kind of people like, like you, for example, that go to the club, you know, and another guy's like, let's dance. And you're like, no, it's because, and it's not about like cheating or not it's like you said it's about respect like you know i'm with this person and i respect this person's even if the other person might not even mind if he does with somebody else but it's right. just your sense of moral that you feel like it's just disrespectful to dance with another man mm -hmm. you know but um yeah i don't i don't i don't think necessarily you know faithfulness is like disappearing or just like going away i think it's just changing the way our people are faithful yeah. You know, I, I think it goes with the kind of relationship that you have. You know, yeah. like a person that, that's dating two people at a time that are, you know, that are in a non-monogamous uh, relationship, they understand their dynamic. Like, they know that they're not cheating, but, you know, yeah. to them that's being faithful. So I think it, it goes to each individual and the relationship that they have. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. And then, like, part of me feels like a lot of people want their cake and eat it too. Yeah. Like, they want that one person that's, like, like you said, like, that's there for them and listens yeah, to them. right. But they also still want to do... Want to, like, try something new? Like, or? they still want to do what they want to do. Yeah. Well, if that's what you're doing, then you shouldn't be in a serious relationship. Right. Then I think you should rather be single and experience, and, you know. I feel like if you want to be settled down in that loving, caring relationship... I just feel like you're not going to be that person until you find the right person. And until you yourself feel like you are that you're person. You're ready. Yeah, because if you you committed, you know, quotation marks on this relationship, but you're still, you know, looking around or doing things that you shouldn't be doing or yeah. trying to talk to other people, then you're not really committed. So you're not ready to commit to a relationship. Yeah, that's so true because I, I, I really, like, noticed that this year when, when like, in this relationship... Like, even when, like, guys at the gym, or, like, anywhere I am, I would, like, 
avoid certain situations. Right. Because I'm like, you know, I don't want this person to think that I'm opening up that door. That door. Right, right, right. Where, like, before, I'll be, like, still... Opening the door. Okay, okay. So you feel, like, a difference in yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, like, how I act in certain situations. Okay. Before I'd be, like, maybe, like, flirting with the eyes or, like, just being a little extra. Right, okay. okay. (laughs) And now I feel like, um, like, maybe a glance, but... (laughs) Right, right. Right. It's just, like, your feelings are different. Like, you've grown from... Yeah. The way you feel is different. That's yeah. good. Okay. Totally. It's good to see that you're able to notice that. Yeah. Because you're noticing your own growth. That I guess that also tells you that your priorities as a woman are changing. Mm-hmm. And that you're being actually, like, you feel like you're, it looks like you're in a good path to, like, being fully ready to commit to a relationship. Yeah. Maybe so. It's a process. <laughs> it's a process. It but, is a I process. Mean, I feel like. Yeah, like you said, like there's like le- different levels of commitment, and I feel like I've made the the first few steps of commitment. Yeah, and it's and working so far. We're so. back. Um, um, finishing off. Let's take a little break. I have a question for you. Okay. Would I know you're in a happy marriage? Yes. Eight years going strong, or ten? Twelve. 12 years. 12 years. Damn, that's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I barely make it past 12 months, girl. <laughs> well, you're still young, so. Um, would you be open to an open relationship? Or an open marriage? No. No? Yeah, no. In <laughs> <laughs> my face. Not my only face. because that would mean that my husband will be with another woman, but I just don't. I don't think it'll feel comfortable. Like, I don't know. After being with somebody for so long, mm-hmm. you just learn to be completely vulnerable with that person. Yeah. And then having to start all over with somebody else is kind of like, what's really the point? Yeah. It's kind of like, why do I want to do that? And it's like, I literally have to expose myself all over against somebody else. And it's like, I mean, it's not, it's not like, oh my God, it's not the rejection thought, but it's like somebody already loves me and accepts accept me as I am. Yeah. So then it's like going to somebody else, it just doesn't feel right. I don't know. It just feels like, a, a, it's just kind of like starting over. Like I'm yeah. just meeting somebody new and yeah. the whole dating process and mm-hmm. like, for what? Like, if I already have, like, an established relationship, you know, with somebody, that, and somebody I have children with, do they just start over with somebody that I don't know, you know? Even with my... But what husband. if it was, like, an open relationship where it wouldn't, it wouldn't be where you have to have another relationship, but if you find someone attractive and you just wanted, like, a passionate night, you guys are like, that's okay. Like, you can do that and he can do that. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds weird. It feels... I don't know. You feel like it'll feel weird. Yeah. Because I feel like even though, like, let's say my husband can be like, no, it's okay, it's okay. To me, it just wouldn't seem okay. Yeah. Like, your morals are like, we wouldn't let you do it. Right. Yeah. I get that. I mean, yeah. everyone's different. Like, today I was reading an article, and this girl was like, 
I wanted to bring, because I was doing research for today's podcast, and she was like, I asked my mother if I could bring my, at the time, boyfriend to dinner, and she said she wouldn't feel comfortable because my husband, because I was happily married. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> That's kind of confusing. Right. So she was like, her husband was going to be there as well with her kids. Okay. See, that's a whole different thing. Because, I, I mean, if I was to have an open relationship, I would never introduce him to my kids. I would never bring it around to my family. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be like a very, like, my husband, the third person, and me. Kind like, low-key. Like, very, right. It would not... It would not be like a family thing, like at all. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be the case. Like, like we're having family dinners. No, like, that would not be happening. Mom's boyfriend. No Christmas. No, no holidays. Definitely, like no. It would definitely like. But even that, it just, it just doesn't sound right to me. That yeah. that's just me. That's yeah. my my thoughts. That's your opinion. Right. That's what I said. Like everything on this show, it's like it's my opinion. Like yeah, it's like you're entitled to your opinion. Yeah. You know, like. People have different lives, and that's what works for them. Yeah, that's true. Power to you. Yes. You know? That's very so, true. Um, moving on. It is Thanksgiving coming up right around the corner. And, you know, especially me, like, being single for so long. Yeah. I've had to... You've never had to go through this, but the struggle of, like, bringing somebody home. Mm. It can be a lot. I think um, there are so many like questions that you, like you ask yourself, like when is it too soon, right? To bring when is it the right time? Yeah. Or should or should like Thanksgiving be the day, or should it be like not a holiday to introduce them right. to the family? Yeah, See, and that's a that's good question. I never even thought of that. Yeah, like should you wait till they meet prior? Right. To a holiday. Right. Because, you know, holiday times are very stressful. Yeah. Holiday times can be stressful. Um, sometimes holiday times does not bring the best out of people. Especially when... Well, our family is, like, very... How can I say? We're a good atmosphere. Like, yeah. we're good. Like, we've never had, like, a fight in the middle of a holiday. But there's families where that happens. Yeah. So, it's kind of, like, scary. Like, should I bring them to, like, the, the Thanksgiving or, you know? And I feel like... Introducing somebody new to your family should be um, like a step process. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't think a holiday like Thanksgiving or Christmas should be the time, right? Yeah. Um, especially if when you're talking about you want somebody to meet your parents. I think it would be something nice to do like brunch with your parents, you know, to introduce yeah. them. And I think it's always good to introduce a person as a friend first. And then kind of move on to like, you know, see where it goes or how serious it gets. I mean, and obviously like you will tell your parents like, yeah, we're dating, but we're friends. But we, you know, I think so they don't like fall in love with him like mother does. Right. <laughs> and I think it helps you also kind of see when you, because when you take that like slower process, then mm-hmm. it also helps you see things better. Like, you know, because then you're able to see the person engaged with your family or with your parents, yeah. you know, at, 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 in different areas, you know? That's true. Then then just, like, straight up, like, throw it into, like... Throw it into, like, the jungle. Right. Yeah. Of meeting everybody at the same at the time. Same, yeah. That yeah. is a lot of pressure for anyone. Yeah. I think. Yeah, because, again, everybody has their own opinions at the end of the day. They're going to, you know, they're going to... 
think whatever they're gonna think so I think making it a slow process is good for everybody especially for you because the reason why you're bringing this person to your parents is because you see good things in this person and you want to move forward you see a yeah. future with them so I think that's why it's mostly important to like take your time and take the process of introducing it slowly to the family yeah. I guess yeah, and I mean, I agree. I do like this, though. And I think that I'm just now doing that. Yeah. Like, I think last year I kind of got tricked into bringing someone. Okay. Because <laughs> they were like, I'm alone, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I felt bad. Right. Like, oh, I see what you're saying. I didn't want to go with my parents. And I was like, well, like, no one should spend Thanksgiving alone. Like, No, definitely. Yeah. And I was like, well, you can just come. And I guess I wasn't expecting them to be like, yeah. I was just like, well, if you want. Well, our, you have to remember, too, that, that sometimes can be a little deceiving. Is that our family is a very welcoming family. Yeah. It's like we don't shut people off. Yeah. So sometimes we don't pick up on certain things because we're so welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's why it's good to take it at a slow process. Because I feel like sometimes when you introduce somebody to the family and we're like, oh my God, they're so nice. Then I feel like it kind of rushes you. Be like, oh, my family likes him. Okay, so we're good. We got to move forward. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I think that happens. Yeah. So I think you taking your time, you have to set your own boundaries too, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, when is it good to meet the parents? Like, you mean, I think meeting the sisters first is a good thing because the sisters are like your friends. So it's like he's being introduced to the group of friends. No, Introducing to the parents is like a whole different level, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. because you're not Especially just like that. Right. It's like, <laughs> right. <laughs> it definitely has to be somebody like that will match like your father, father's like, yeah, footsteps, like, you know, so I think it's important to like take your time to do. Take it slow. Yes. Well, I have some tips. If you do decide to bring someone home this year. For Thanksgiving? Um, for Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. So the first one is give them a rundown on the family dynamic. You know, who's That's who. That's very important. Yeah. You know, you, we all got that, like, one crazy drunk uncle or aunt or that sister who likes to never bite her tongue. Melanie. True. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's definitely the uh, outspoken one of the family. Yeah. So I think it's a good thing that they come in there with fair warning. Like, right. they know what they're walking into. Like, right. give them the rundown and try to find a common ground so that yes, he right. doesn't go in there, like, blind. Right. So that's, he kind of knows subjects he can't break up, subjects yeah, he cannot bring yeah. up. <laughs> definitely, yeah, that's important. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um Number two, which I made this mistake last year, was don't empty the wine bottle. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, you are that person that, you know, you're like the in-between. You're you're really the only person that he's probably comfortable there with. Right. So if you you get drunk, (laughs) he's probably just like sitting in a corner. You're supposed to be his right hand and you're you're drunk and he's like, shit. I don't know what to do. Should I be comforting her? Should I be talking to her yeah, family? Like yeah. you kind of put the person in a in a weird position. Very you know, because yeah. and then those have to be watching how they act with you yeah. in front of your family. Right. So that's like a lot of pressure because like you know your family's watching him. Right. Too. And then like yeah. 
you're supposed to be the middleman and you're right. in the corner like lit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Not a good scenario. No. So don't <laughs> empty the wine bottle. Don't look at the mistake I made. And last time uh, is tell him to bring your mom's favorite dessert or dish. Because I think the mom's always the way in. Yeah. At least in our family. Yeah. Like, if mom likes you. Yeah, if then everybody will. You're in. Because <laughs> you're my in. mom will convince everyone to yeah. like you. Yeah. Even my father. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Because my father is kind of hard to win over. I think. Uh, yeah, I'm actually very excited for Thanksgiving this year. Even though I'm stuck hosting, but I think it'll be fun. You're not stuck hosting. I definitely got bombarded into hosting. <laughs> I wanted to host Christmas because it's giving me more time to get ready. But y'all yeah, say Thanksgiving, and then I'm like, shit, Thanksgiving's in two weeks. <laughs> okay, I guess. Um, well, you're lucky we're not a very big family. And Melo, Melo was like, this is what you're going to do. She's, he's like, do what your mom did. Remember that one year that she cooked the turkey with no sides? Oh, <laughs> he's like, so do that so that everyone shows up and there's no food and then, you know, just burn something so then you'll never have to host it again. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're like, next year, who's hosting? Not Barbie, no? Nope. No. <laughs> we don't want to go through that, that again. That is my way to get out of it. I can be thinking about it. So if you're trying to get out of hosting Thanksgiving, ruin it this year so you won't have to host it next year. Yeah, there you go. I will not be taking that route. Don't worry, you guys. <laughs> Don't worry. And um, so I love the shade room. Do you follow the shade room? Yes. Yes. I get all my all my teased from the shade yeah, room, girl. Truly hilarious. And they recently posted that a school in I believe it was England uh, banned expensive winter coats to stop poverty shaming, right? Um, so basically they are saying that like kids who are walking around with like these hundred dollars jackets on are yeah. like making the other kids are comfortable because they can't afford it right so i posted the question on instagram and if you guys don't follow me you can follow me at at barbie larue b-a-r-b-a b-a-r-b-i-l-a-r-u-e and 39 agreed and 61% disagreed. Yeah, and I have to say that I was one of those that voted against disagreeing. Because I feel like whether my kid wears a North Face or a second hand from the thrift store, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it bullying is bullying. So, I mean, he can make fun of, you know, I mean, she can be made fun of wearing a North Face or wearing a regular jacket. I just don't think that stops bullying. And bully stops happens everywhere. Yeah. I think to everyone. So I don't think having a policy on on branded names at schools and, you know, prohibiting kids from wearing branded names clothes is ridiculous, honestly, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to have my kid walk around bragging about their brands i just happen to have quality clothes because they're kids yeah you know you you buy a 20 dollar jacket from walmart and in two weeks it's ripped and it doesn't work and i have to buy another 20 dollars, and that's like for five months in a row when i'm right. just gonna go and spend 150 <laughs> it's gonna fair. last two three years oh cut up. sorry we got cut off go ahead keep ranting 
<laughs> so I'm saying that sometimes, I mean, first of all, I don't think the parents do it from yeah. a standpoint where, oh, I want my kid to wear North Face so he can look better than everybody mm-hmm. else. Sure, I take pride in what my kids wear. But the reason why I purchase brand name, you know, or design the clothes is because the quality is better. That's what I'm it thinking. lasts like, longer. I wouldn't you know? want my kid to be freezing cold outside. Right. Like, yeah. And because, like, I've had purchased in the in the in the past twenty five twenty dollars jackets from Walmart, and they don't last long. The mm-hmm. zipper starts breaking, or it has like you know the the thread starts coming off. So why would I spend, you know, and then I have to buy another one. So why would I spend? 40 60 80 dollars buying four different jackets when i can just spend a hundred dollars on a good jacket that's gonna last you like a year or two yeah that's you know true. That's a good i point. mean that's the way i look at it you know and again she's gonna get bullied with either a north face on or a 20 dollar jacket from walmart yeah i mean that's not gonna stop the bullying bullying you know bullying starts and stops at home yeah is what how your kids are raised is what you teach your kids so honestly like my answer to the question of Prohibiting brand names, jackets at school is plain ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yes. I agree. Um, we had Tiger underscore Lily with the L-I-L-Y-Y-Y. She's one of the ones who answered. She said, they should punish kids for poverty shaming, not wearing expensive things. It doesn't stop someone from shaming others. It doesn't fix the asshole in them. <laughs> Which I totally agree with. I like how she ended that. Yeah. Which is why I want to talk about her response. She said, it doesn't fix the asshole in them. So it goes back to what you're saying. Like, why don't just we teach our kids to be good people? Right, exactly. Instead of, like, you taking the jackets away, it's not going to fix a problem. exactly. It's like putting a band-aid on it, right? Right, yeah. It doesn't fix the the core problem. Right. I'm not a mother, but if I w- was a mother, I like I totally agree. Yeah, I think, and I, I feel like you don't have that problem because again, like the school that Brianna goes to, at least they took that into their own hands by doing uniforms. Like right. if you feel like you don't want bullying in your school, then uniforms. Make uniforms. Everybody wants the same thing. Nobody can fight about what they're wearing. Exactly. Even the sweaters. You said that they can't have anything on it. Right. Like. It has to be plain black. Yeah. So or, or the one with the school logo on it. Yeah. Which I think is fair for everyone. Right. And you know? easier for you. Right. Yes, <laughs> definitely easier. Right. I mean, I think that it's very smart. Like, I would yeah. probably hate if I go to the school with the uniform. And, and that just but... goes to show you that even in a school that has uniform, where all the kids wear the same color pants, shirts, and even sweaters, bullying still happens. Right. So, I mean... Again, a brand name does not make a difference. It's not going to stop. Yeah, it's not going to stop. Because that's not the root of the problem. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy how, like, ugly it can really be. Yeah. Having kids in middle school nowadays. And even elementary school, I feel like the bullying starts so young. Yeah. The first time John Lee was bullied was in second grade. Yeah, that is... That. Like, I feel like I didn't, I mean, I went through bullying, but I feel like it wasn't as early. Yeah. And it wasn't as bad as when I went to school. Okay. Maybe I just didn't see it as much. Right. But I mean, I'm like, I'm foreign. I barely spoke English. So of course I got bullied. Yeah. Um, I remember 
when I first came, there was this like little girl gang in my school called the Bumblebees, and I didn't know who they were. So I remember back when we used to wear to call like a shirt, and then you wear another shirt under and you fold it. So oh you yeah, yeah, color yeah. Sleeve. Yeah. So I wore black and yellow, and like jeans, and you know when you wear the shoelace on your head. Yes. So I did all of that, and then this girl was like, "You're a bumblebee," and I'm like. I thought of shooting like a real bumblebee and I was laughing. I was like, yeah, you know, I had no idea that was like this like girl gang. So then from that day forward, they're all like, can I have a bumblebee, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, wow. Just total bitches. And I'm like, what? Like at this point, I was still like new. I was like, yeah, I think like second year in the United States. So I'm like, what are you, what are they talking about? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm a bumblebee because, right. you know, I didn't get it, but I think it was, like, probably the worst that I really got. I don't think I really... After that, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But I think social media is what makes it... Makes it worse. These days. Yeah. Well, it makes it more accessible to be a bully, first of all. Yeah. And because even if they're not, like, actively on Instagram or actively on Facebook, you're constantly being sold a dream. Right. So you're you're being sold things that aren't real and things that are maybe out of reach. So it makes it like easier for them to be like, oh, you don't look like this, ha ha. Right. You don't have this, ha ha. You know, because to them that's what they see on social media. So exactly. that's what I expect everybody to be like and supposed to have. Right, yeah. that makes sense. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Not even the people on social media that really look like, look that. like that and have that really don't. So. Girl, it's called Facetune, first of all. <laughs> okay, and plastic surgery and everything else. Yeah. To um, look like that. Even like... And fake brands. And fa- yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So, You yeah. can buy a, Louis, a fake Louis for like $50. $50, yeah. At the Chinese store. <laughs> no. episode i try to keep every show under 30 minutes so we did pretty good we're running a little bit over but i really hope you enjoyed it i sure did i hope you're back for more i am <laughs> i'm definitely gonna be coming back for more food oh, and more episodes <laughs> and i hope you guys at home really enjoyed it as well um and make sure to follow me on Instagram. My personal Instagram is what I use to post questions and updates on the podcast. So you guys can also chime in. And I will catch you guys at the next episode. Bye.